This APTA podcast is brought to you by the McKenzie Method of Mechanical Diagnosis and Therapy. As patients turn to PT first, be on the forefront with a diagnostic process that is logical, efficient, and cost-effective. The McKenzie Method of Mechanical Diagnosis and Therapy puts patients first. Find a course in your area at mckenzieinstituteusa.org. This is an APTA podcast. Hi, I'm Jason Bellamy, coming to you from CSM 2019. The latest number we have is 16,700 physical therapists, physical therapists, assistants, and students here in the nation's capital, which is now the capital of physical therapy, as we have the combined sections meeting. And I'm joined by uh, the most important person here, APTA's <laughs> President Sharon Dunn. Sharon, thanks for being here. Thank you, Jason. I, I wouldn't say I'm the most important person here. It's the member. It's the member experience that we're looking to enhance at, at, our, at all of our events. So thanks thanks for that okay. shout-out. Second, second most important. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take it. All right. So um, we're, so many things are happening here this week. The Surgeon General was here yesterday and talked to our members. Um, we announced there just a groundbreaking two days ago for APT's new headquarters. The other thing that was released yesterday was the new strategic plan. I'm holding it here right in my hand. Um, it's the strategic plan for 2019, which is the year we're in, to 2021, which is the centennial year for the association. What are the biggest differences between this strategic plan and past strategic plans? Well, this strategic plan is going to take us to our centennial year is, is one of the big differences, and it's only a three-year plan. So we have a three-year window to get a lot of work done in preparation to launch the profession for our next century. The previous strategic plan was actually a five-year plan that was a pivot from Vision 2020 to the new vision that, that takes us to an external focus. So there was a lot of leftover work from the previous plan that we included in that plan to make that pivot. I think the the membership is enthusiastic about an externally facing vision, and we're ready to make some make some bold moves towards towards actually transforming society. Well, I'm thinking about member enthusiasm. The other thing you did was to make sure that what the members are passionate about are in the strategic plan. So tell me about that. True. Well, we the, the APTA board of directors in were was very intentional about wanting this to be a data driven database plan. So we charged staff to find a way to collect data, not only from our members, but potential members and other stakeholders in our community so that we could build a plan based on what's relevant to the profession and what our stakeholders thought were very important to, to get us to the next century. And so through a variety of means, about 4,000 of our stakeholders provided input about basically what the priorities should be. And all of that gets distilled down to, and you can find this on the website, so it's sort of this simple one-pager of the strategic plan. And it has sort of four areas, four broad goals, and for each two, and in one case, three objectives that are within that. And we're going to just sort of go through about those and what they talk about. But before we do that, I want to step back and say, is this APTA's full to-do list? No, no, and and quite frankly, there are things that APTA does that are operational, that is, such as advocacy. It's part of our mission to advance the professional physical therapy. So, a lot of the things that we do around advocacy and payment reform are operationalized. What the strategic plan is uh, is is a focused look at what is absolutely necessary for APTA to do to take us into 2021 when we celebrate our 100th birthday and we look to leverage the strengths of our past to a bright future for those we serve and the, the, ultimately the patient. And so, yeah, it, it, it was very, very hard for the board to make some tough decisions around what we could actually accomplish that would move the needle on what our stakeholders told us. So it's about what we can get done in this three-year window. 
And so it essentially, if it's something that, that in a few cases, I, I think we could argue there are things that haven't been in the strategic plan before. In other cases, these are things that are bread and butter issues for APTA. So basically, if they're here, the takeaway should be a reinvestment of importance. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. So, so we're going to go through it. So the first goal is increase member value and engagement. Very broad bucket. And the first objective is that is translate the latest research into tools and resources for practice. Again, something APTA has done for a long time. So what does that mean to you when you hear that? What it means to me is that there, there's a lag time usually in translating evidence to practice, and the environment does not allow for that lag time anymore. We have to be responsive. Our members have to be engaged so that they can bring the best evidence to the patient. So what APTA will be doing in this three years is finding ways to, to make it easier for members and practitioners to, to, to translate the best evidence to practice. And so, for example, could be we have PT Now already that provides things like clinical practice guidelines and testing measures. Could be making that better. Making it better and essentially giving, giving the practitioner at the bedside an easy button. Yep. So then the second thing under that in increased member value and engagement is uh, create a clear and consistent value propositions for key member segments. What, to code that, because that is from somebody from afar might say, <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, looking at key member segments, and this was data-based as, as well, um, we, we find that membership between school and early career is where we see a, a drop-off in retention. So we want to really reach out to certain demographics uh, that, that we need in, in, the, in the efforts that we have going forward, but we also know they need us, but we have to better deliver the message, uh, that value proposition to those demographics. And it's finding a way to sort of tailor our value. So right now, the millennial generation is the largest demographic of APTA's membership. Um, but right now, if you look at just students, for example, APTA mostly communicates and treats students the same way, whether they're a first year who's got their head on a swivel or whether they're a third year really about to embark on their career. So that's right. part of what we're trying to change. That and, and then once they graduate, we, we need to tailor the message to the early career professional too. Show them where they can plug into APTA and find their professional home. So the second big goal on this sheet is to foster long-term sustainability of the physical therapy profession. And uh, this has some meaty things in it. The first one, we just talked about students. Champion student and early career issues, including debt burden and career earning potential. So I want to start here. What can the association do? Because there is no easy button for this. There is no easy way to solve the cost of education and to increase payment for education. If only there were. Yeah. Um, so, so what can we do? So th th this is one of the things that keep leadership up at night, the student debt burden, because it's not only a burden on the student, it's a burden on the future of the profession. So the stewardship theme relates to APTA's role in, in stewarding the future of the profession. So as we talked about what APTA can do for this is to be a vehicle of sharing information about what higher education debt is doing, not only to empower students, pre-physical therapy students, about being, being intentional about their school selection based on tuition, but also to empower faculty and administrative uh, staff and uh, program chairs with information as they lobby their administrations within their universities about the importance of keeping the cost of education manageable. So ABTA has a role in collecting that data and sharing that data with the stakeholder group so they can use it to feel empowered in advocating for dropping those prices. 
So then another big, huge, transformative thing, because that would be one, is make APTA an inclusive organization that reflects the diversity of society and the profession it serves. So talk about DE&I, first of all, what those letters mean and yeah. what, where, how APTA is going to invest in this area. So we already are investing, and DE&I is the diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the House of Delegates two years ago charged APTA to reaffirm our commitment to diversity within the profession. It's not that we have not done anything for 25 years, but uh, we're at a crucial point where we have to make a difference because there are socioeconomic drivers of who has access to care. There are also, um, there's, there's evidence to show that the public wants a healthcare provider with similar experiences, shared life experiences, and they, they do better. The outcomes are better when they have a healthcare provider that's more like them. So we, we have to commit to this, not only to increase the diversity, equity, and inclusion across our profession and the organization, but so that the consumer, the public that we want to treat and, and manage, has access, but also complies and, 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 and gets the right outcome from our services. And so you mentioned, you know, of all the things APTA has going on now to, to increase diversity of the profession, we're starting young. So we yeah. recognize you're not going to get it by finding somebody who's at the end of undergrad and saying, hey, True. be a physical therapist now. So we're trying to get into elementary schools and things like that and get people hooked on physical therapy early. And that's a long game. Yeah. And in the meantime, we're trying to make sure APTA is as inclusive as it can possibly be. Does that sound True. right? True. And, and as we all reflect on our own experience about how we learn about physical therapy, usually it was a personal experience with a physical therapist. And, and the, the, that demographic needs to see people like them so they know that they can be like them. And I hear this as a, as a program, um, a PT faculty in a program. We, we, we had candidates that want to see faculty that have shared experiences with them because they want to choose a program that they feel um, represents what their needs are. So, yes, it is intentional about how we go about recruiting that next generation of physical therapists, creating those experiences early enough to where they can plan. Um, and, you know, the other professions are doing this, medicine, nursing, and pharmacy. So students with a proficiency in math and science are being driven towards other professions, and we, it's, it's a comp- competition. We need to go out there and make, make the path easy and make it affordable and, and engage and mentor along the way. That's awesome. So let's move to the third goal in this area, which is elevate the quality of care provided by PTs and PTAs. Talk about bread and butter, right? Yeah. Um, So first objective there, accelerate adoption of APTA's physical therapy outcomes registry to build the body of knowledge and reduce unwarranted variation in practice. So there's two things I want to pick out Mm -hmm. there. So first, there's the outcomes registry. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, give me the high-level view of that. A high-level view of that is the profession's ability to use big data, not just for reporting, but also data an- analytics and quality improvement. Um, it, it, if, if you've heard of MIPS, that's Merit-Based Incentive Program, so payment systems, health delivery systems are uh, convening around uh, professions that can demonstrate their value. So that's cost over quality, low, low cost, high quality we have that. We know we have that intuitively, but we have to have the data to demonstrate it. 
So one of the great things about physical therapy is the multiple ways that it can be tailored to people's goals, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so we don't want to lose that. At the same time, if we get a lot of data into the registry that's starting to suggest that X approach or yeah. Y approach is, a, is the most effective, the easiest for, the, for most of the population, that gets us to that unwarranted practice. So talk about why we want to eliminate that, you know, the, the unwarranted differences in practice. Yeah. If, if, you, if you live in the payment environment right now, um, payers are looking for consistency across practices. They also need to see that they're getting the value that they're investing. And I think APTA and the, and the profession has a huge opportunity here to demonstrate our value. But we can't just talk about it. We have to show big data. And, and how that will reduce unwarranted variation in practice is that those practices that can demonstrate that outcome are going to shine, and that's where that's where the public will be driven uh, through data analytics. The payers have our data, and we need to be able to have our data and use it to, to advocate the, the benefits of physical therapy. Absolutely. So then the, the second one, the second objective in that goal is to expand access to physical therapy in primary care settings and employer health and wellness programs. Talk about that. I think this is one of the biggest opportunities for the profession as, as health care is moving towards more quality-based, value-based um, um, programs, putting a physical therapist on the front of an episode of, of anything, pain, chronic disease, rather, on the, rather than on the back end of the train wreck, there's a lot of quality and cost savings with that. Um, so we're looking at primary care opportunities uh, to partner with other primary care uh, provider groups because, uh, you know, to, to put it plainly, a, a physical therapist and a primary care provider in a in a rural community could manage populations and then triage those things that need more intensive acute care and and that would be a way to demonstrate to payers and the public the value that physical therapy has to bear so we're going to talk about getting to the public in this next one. So the, the last goal is maximize stakeholder awareness of the value of physical therapy. And stakeholder is a big word there, mm -hmm. a lot of things incorporated in that. And the first objective there is advocate. There's advocacy, okay. uh, but a specific kind. Advocate for payment policies that increase patient access to physical therapy. Again, APTA is bread and butter. Tell me more about that one. Well, we already have uh, partnered with a large payer. And the, the data that came out of that study showed that physical therapy is not only protective against opioid exposure, uh, physical therapy on the front of an episode of pain saved, saved this payer about 45% of their overall cost in an episode of low back pain. So, so that we, we need more data so that we can continue to advocate. This payer is actually changing some of their flow models to put physical therapy on the front of an episode. They're dropping copays to allow patients to see the benefit of physical therapy without that burden of a, of a copay. We, we need to continue to advocate with payers to, to, to do creative, um, creative and, and attractive benefit designs for their beneficiaries. The other question you asked was related to large employers. There are already pockets across the country that are putting physical therapists directly in large, um, large employers' workplaces, and they're seeing uh, a huge reduction in their overall health care spend and their work, workman's compensation spend. So we are a, a great answer for the cost, health, health delivery cost, but we're also a great answer to managing musculoskeletal conditions in particular before they become a surgical or, or a, a pharmacologic need. 
So this next one is, uh, in a way, it's ultimately, it's ultimately going to be very visible, but at the moment it's, it's kind of inside baseball when we talk about it, which is to embody the APTA mission and vision through an integrated brand strategy. So again, I think eventually our members are going to see this in action and hopefully understand why it's important. What do they need to know about it now? Well, the data demonstrated to us that our members and potential members place a lot of value on a lot of the products and services that APTA provides, but they don't necessarily attach that to APTA because our brand is all over the place. Every product that APTA provides, for instance, the journal or PT Now or APPTS certification has its own logo. So people identify with that logo, not necessarily connected to APTA. So we want to, one, help the public and our members uh, know what what they can expect from that APTA value brand, but also we want to consolidate and do better at our brand messaging. Yeah, so it's about products, services, and events. It's also about aligning with our chapters, our sections, our academies, making sure you know it's all part of the massive APTA value that we give our members. And and speaking of the way we give value, which is what this whole goal is about, uh, the last one is is. Again, you talked about doubling down, a doubling down on something that's already important. It's leverage the Choose PT campaign and MoveForwardPT.com to inform the public about the benefit of physical therapy. Um, this is one of those sort of kitchen table topics yeah. for, for members in terms of what they say is important. Talk about this one. Yeah. Since I've been engaged in APTA leadership, and that's been about a 30-year journey, one of the biggest questions is what is APTA doing to share with the public what we do for them. What's our PR campaign? What's our PR message? And one of the best opportunities we've had is the Choose PT campaign because it aligned with the current crisis in this country related to the opioid epidemic. And PTs have always risen to a societal challenge, whether it was World War I or the polio epidemic. And here we are again with a societal crisis that we are the answer to. So we have to use vehicles that the public can access to get this. So the Choose PT campaign is not only for the opioid epidemic. It will evolve to other opportunities for the profession to meet societal need. But with with the opioid epidemic right now, we've garnered $9 million in donated airtime, both, both you know, TV and radio ads, and reached over 500 million Americans. And that is a huge opportunity and, and a huge success of the organization speaking directly to the public about the benefit and value of PT. Couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better opportunity, although it's a heartbreaking opportunity that, that, that resonates with the soul of our profession. You just came from a session here at CSM that really spoke to that. So, so in the end, the strategic plan comes down to some themes of, of relevance, of stewardship, of quality, and ultimately of value. And that's what we're trying to, to provide at the, at the association level for all of our members. Um, again, this is available on APTA's website. Sharon, as, as you think about the strategic plan and where the association is now heading toward the centennial year, just what are your parting thoughts? Well, it's, it's very serious, and I feel like this interview has been very serious because a strategic plan is about strategy to meet the needs not only of society but our members as they treat the patients. So my parting thoughts is that we have 16,700 people here at CSM, but I hope we have 200,000 people on the backside of this broadcast who see that APTA is working hard every day on behalf of the profession, and we want you to engage with us. We need you. We need you to share this information through your social media vehicles, and uh, come along. Come along with us.
Thank you for everything you do in Services Association. Um, Sharon Dunn's here all week, and we are too. Uh, we're going to be doing more broadcasts like this. You can find them on APTA's Facebook page, Twitter page, uh, running the gamut on social media. I'm Jason Bellamy, and I'll catch you later. This is an APTA podcast.